Welcome to our Deep Rooted Podcast, a weekly podcast featuring our latest live Bible study, as well as other encouraging messages and teachings from our hearts to yours. The fact is, he was fully persuaded. It didn't matter how it went about, he was fully persuaded. So when Jesus went to go heal her, there came a woman where it said that she had a blood issue for years. She tried everything she could in the natural and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. It actually, it says it got worse, yeah. not better. Putting her own works, her own diligence, her own righteousness in front of the Lord caused her circumstance to grow worse. And then it says she had heard Jesus came. So there's that hearing. She heard that Jesus came and she said, if I may just touch his garment, I will be whole. So there's that confession. She confessed, if I will touch his garment, I can be healed. That's a confession right there. And so she says, it says straightway, the fountain of blood was dried up and she felt her body that she was healed of that plague because she simply confessed it. She confessed it. She was fully persuaded that the Lord could heal her and she went and she got her healing. She didn't have faith to get healed. She had faith that by just touching him, she was healed. By just touching him, she would get healed. And then Jesus said, who touched me? Because he felt virtue leave him. There was thousands of people touching him, but no virtue left. Mm -hmm. Why was that? Because her faith was, if I just touch him, she would get healed. That's That's how powerful confession and persuasion, believing in your heart, is. Yeah, it's not enough to just... I think people have the idea that Jesus himself did all of those miracles because mm-hmm. it was Jesus. And while that's true, mm-hmm. it it's Jesus speaking the word of faith and us using our faith and believing Absolutely. it. Because so many people don't they just minimize our part in all of that and um i think it's so important for them to understand that by grace through faith Mm -hmm. do we have these things and you speak them and you believe them and that's how they come to pass because like you said there were tons of people touching him and nothing happened and nothing happened Mm -hmm. and so it wasn't jesus alone that was making people whole and healthy again it Mm -hmm. was mixed with their faith in him Mm -hmm. and being fully persuaded Mm -hmm. that he could do it yeah absolutely and you know i personally have a struggle with ministers healing me i for some reason there is so much doubt in there of if if i go to a conference and there's a healing minister there and i need healing that i'm going to get healed through them for some reason because of experiences probably and because of life circumstances my somewhere in my heart there's doubt of that they can heal me but i know that the word of god can heal me a hundred percent i know that a hundred percent for a fact and that's just something i'm dealing with it's i mean i don't need to go seek someone to heal me I believe the word will heal me by, by itself. Uh, the, there's a story about a centurion in here who, same issue, someone was sick, his servant was sick, and 
he tells Jesus, just send the word only. Say the word only and they will be healed. So there's people and Jesus was marveled at his faith. He was marveled because he had never seen such great faith. Now, there's only two times when Jesus is marveled at faith. One is with that guy, and another is with the doubt of his town, of his hometown. So whenever I see Jesus marveling at someone's faith, I'm going to study that. I'm going to see why he marveled. And because that man just knew, just say the word only and I will be healed. In the Psalms, it says that he healed them through his word. He sent the word and he healed them. Mm -hmm. So I believe that the word of God is the power that can heal me. I do know that ministers can heal. I do know that I can heal ministers. I can heal people. She can heal people. We can heal people. But I do know for sure that the word of God is enough. And it is just as powerful, if not more, than the walking, natural, physical body of Jesus. Because he was limited. He was limited to a physical body. This word is not limited to anything. Nothing. It's not limited to anything. The only thing it's limited to, actually, is a hardened heart. That's mm -hmm. it. But you preach this thing to, to, uh, to people with open hearts to receive, and that's where you see revivals. That's where you see healing testimonies. That's where you see things come to pass because of the word. Because of the word. And I think it's so important for us to, as believers, to be fully persuaded because we are we're the hands and feet mm -hmm. of Jesus. And he he's the he's at work in us on this earth. Mm -hmm. And when you're fully persuaded, that faith is contagious. Absolutely. And I feel like that's why there's so many ministers that are able to heal so many. Mm -hmm. And there's so many times where it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. When you're fully persuaded, someone can see that. Mm -hmm. And it it makes them it builds up their own faith mm -hmm. um, because there's a difference between me going up to someone and saying, Lord, we come before you and we have we make our requests known to you. And we're just believing that if it's your will, that this person would be healed. And Lord, we ask that you would just come down and mm -hmm. that compared to me going up to a person and saying, you're going to be healed mm -hmm. in Jesus name right now. Yeah. There's a difference, mm -hmm. and people can feel that too. And I feel like that's the that's kind of what we see here in a lot of scripture is that people believed in Jesus mm -hmm. because Jesus could do it, and He was fully persuaded of what of the Lord's work that He was doing on the earth. Absolutely, absolutely. It takes a supernatural faith to believe for that, and that's that's the faith we have. That's the faith you have, even if you don't feel like you have it. It's 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 all of our faith. It encompasses all that there is that Jesus has to offer. And so if we continue in here, after this woman was healed, uh, Jairus's journey to his home was stopped because of it. So then someone comes to him and says, he says, um, your daughter is dead. Why trouble this master any further? And as soon as Jesus heard it, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid, only believe. Only believe. Be not afraid, only believe. And so Jesus went over to the house, and it says, When he was come in, he says unto them, Why do you weep? Why are you making this ruckus? The damsel is not dead, but 
sleeping. Why did Jesus call this woman, who, this girl who was dead, asleep? Jesus wasn't delusional. Jesus wasn't an optimist. Like, he wasn't just saying things to keep the spirits up. Why was he saying this, this girl is sleeping when she's clearly dead? Mm-hmm. Clearly she's dead in the natural. And here's Jesus again speaking, th- speaking something, even if it's not as though it were. Speaking something that's not really in the natural, but in the supernatural, it's completely truth. Completely the truth. And you know what happened? They laughed and they scorned and they mocked him. And you know what his response was? Get out. His response was, get out of this place. Because he was not going to allow their doubt, their unbelief, their lack of persuasion to dictate this girl's miracle. So he says to get out. And then he takes the damsel by the hand and says, Talitha kumai, which means, damsel, I say unto you, arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of twelve, and they were astonished and greatly astonished. They were astonished twice. They were astonished (laughs) with a great astonishment. (laughs) So, why did Jesus call something as though it were, even though it wasn't? Why does God call things as though they are not, calls those that are not as though they are. Why does he do that? Because it's God's method. It is God's method of faith. That is God's method. And if you don't believe me, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27. And God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and base things of the world and things which are despised has God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are. That is God's method of faith. And friends, if that's God's method, it's not funny. It's not silly. It's not demonic. It is God's method of bringing about miracles, bringing about healing, prosperity, relationships, emotional freedom. God's purpose, God's way of doing things is by speaking to things as though they are, even though they're not in the natural. That's why this whole topic is called by faith or by sight. Are you going to listen to what the natural is saying? Are you going to take a situation and dictate the word of God based on the natural? Or are you going to look at the natural And go to the word and say, you're not lining up with the word. You're not lining up with the promise. You're not lining up with what God said. So I speak to you, thing, whatever you're doing, line up. Line up with the word. Mm -hmm. That is God's way of doing things. It's not denying reality. If anything, it's acknowledging, hey, reality, something's wrong with you. Yeah. It's not denying it. We're not an oblivious group. We're not a group that's just ignorant. Yeah, it's not. Friends, we know cancer is real. We know the flu is real. We know COVID is real. We know poverty is real. We know all of that's real. But it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to continue in your life. It doesn't have to be so overwhelming 
in your life to make you believe that that's all there is. Mm -hmm. Because all throughout Scripture, God's promises are yes and amen. All of His promises. So before we close, I want to end with one word of encouragement from, from the Apostle Paul in Romans again. Romans 4.19 says, And being not weak in faith, this is Abraham, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. God has performed every promise in the scriptures in your life. The day that Jesus died on the cross, every single promise was fulfilled. Every single gift was given. And every single piece of inheritance was passed on to us. Everything. And it takes faith to receive those. It takes faith to look at the natural and say, that's not all there is. So whatever you're going through tonight, today, whatever you're watching this, your natural circumstance is not the end. Your natural division that the enemy is trying to put in your life is not the end. You might even be going through a divorce, which in the natural is the end of all ends. <laughs> but the Word of God promises you life. Yes. There's restoration. There is absolutely restoration available. And you might be letting fear dictate that restoration. You might be letting fear of what if it goes back to the way things were? What if they never change? What if right, we're right back to square one? You know, that's just, having, that's just having faith in the natural. That's all that's really having. I can guarantee you 100% the natural is going to disappoint you every single time. The natural will never be your friend. That's why we can't rely on the natural. We have to have faith for the supernatural. Faith for the things that aren't seen. Faith for the things that are not as though they were. And I believe that if you're going through it, through something, a medical illness or a financial poverty, relational division, don't look at the natural. Don't look at the doctor's report or the, the, the divorce file or the bankruptcy. Don't look at those things as your end. Don't look at those things as the final destination because they're really not. They're, they're really not when you look at the word, when you look at the promises. Abraham was 100 years old. Sarah was also 100 years old. And they considered not their bodies dead, even though natural was telling them they're dead. And they still had a baby. They had the promised baby. And that baby's name, even though it was something different in the Bible, it was Grace. That baby's name was Grace. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Deep Rooted Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this, and if you'd like to hear more from Matthew and Stephanie, subscribe to this podcast and visit our website at deeprootedministries.com. From there, you will be able to contact us directly, access our live Bible study archives, and so much more. You can also find out how to partner with us in sharing the gospel all across the world. Be blessed today, continue living in the victory, and remember that you are always welcome here in our family of faith.